So I hope you all had a good afternoon. I know I did. The food was great. Got a little bit of a rest in the afternoon. That was great. And then I got to come back to God's house again. And that's even better. Because there is no place I'd rather be than in God's house. There is no way to, I guess, overstate what God wants us to be able to join him in what he's doing. And in his church is where it's happening. This is where we come to serve him. And it just blows my mind that he would be that good, that he would choose to use us and let us be a part of it. Uh, Matthew chapter 28, very common uh, scripture passage when you're talking about missions. We're going to read 18 through 20. If you would stand when you get your, find your place there. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for the opportunity to be back in your house again. I thank you for your word, that you have given us everything that we need. And Lord, that your spirit abides with us. And Lord, that you want to work through us. Pray that you would work this evening in every heart. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. When we were in Italy on our internship, the way the visas work for, for um, tourists is if you have an American passport, or there's several other countries involved in that as well, then you can come and you can stay in Europe for 90 days. And at the end of the 90 days, you have to go home, and you can only be there for 90 days out of 180. If you overstay your welcome, then you may not get back in later. And that kind of comes into the story a little bit here in a minute because we were getting to the end of our 90-day time period there in Italy. We were getting ready to come home. We were back in, in Rome. We had given ourselves a couple of days cushion in case anything went wrong uh, with our plane tickets. We'd be able to still get out and, and, and not hurt our opportunity to go back at a later date. And we got to the airport. Everything was going great. We had our COVID tests in order, which we had to have to get back into the U.S., anything, Italy wasn't requiring them to get into Italy at that time, but we had to have them to get home. But anyway, we had our COVID tests in order. We thought everything was great. We had our masks on. We got into the airport. We ended up getting back at the gate like an hour and a half before the flight leaves. Everything was wonderful. And time passes, and there's people going around telling people they don't have what they need to get on the plane. Their masks aren't good enough, whatever it may be. And, but nobody comes to talk to us. And the, for the first boarding call for the people that get to go in first went, and the next boarding call, and then our group gets called, and we get up there to the gate, and we're walking up, and there's two lines, we get up to the front of the line, this lady says, your mask isn't good enough, you can't get on the plane. Well, we had a mask, and it turns out, we found out later, that it had to have the Italian emblem on it that said FP2 in order to be qualified as a good enough mask to get on the plane. Now, the U.S. had actually removed any restrictions for 
people wearing masks flying into the U.S., but the Italian government still had theirs in place. Anyway, we didn't have them. And so we said, I said, well, we don't have them. Do you have some masks there? We'd be glad to put them on. Oh, no, we don't have any. Now, this is the last boarding call. The last group is boarding the plane. And I said, do you know where I could get some? I would be glad to buy some and put them on and be on the plane, stay within the rules. And she says, oh, no. Down the hallway, there's a place you can go to. So I headed off down the hallway. And I found this uh, a bank of vending machines that was selling something. And I kind of looked through it. And sure enough, there were no masks in it. And it's like, well, where was she talking about? And I walked on around the corner. And I found one of those little newsstand places that sell the stuff to drink and the snacks and the, all of the magazines and all that kind of stuff. And, and this was the place she was talking about. And I got in there and there were no masks. Well, there were actually there were a couple of masks. But they weren't the FB2 kind that you needed to get on the plane. So they wouldn't have done me any good. So I said, well, and then I looked at the line. The line to get to the cash register started at the cash register and went all the way out the door and down the hallway about twice as far as it went from the register to the door, went twice that much further down the hallway. And it's like, even if they had the masks, how would I pay for them in time to get on the plane? They're boarding. Well, if we had been by ourselves, it might have been time to panic. But you know what? We're not by ourselves. God had demonstrated to us a number of times when we were in Italy. One of the things we said in the video this morning, God always provides for his work. If we had been by ourselves that day, I probably would have been panicking. But you know what? I have an all-powerful God. In the the verses that we just read, Jesus is talking to his uh, disciples shortly after his resurrection, and he gives them the Great Commission. And most of the messages that I've heard regarding the Great Commission start, they read verse 18, but they start teaching in verse number 19, where it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. And that is what we need to do. But what's the third word of verse number 19? Go ye therefore. What's the therefore, therefore? It points back to verse number 18. What had Jesus just told them? He said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now, how much power are we talking about? It's all power. Is it more power than our enemy has? Well, it definitely is more than our enemy has, but it doesn't stop there. Is it enough power to overcome any one enemy that we may have at a time? Well, it definitely is, but it doesn't stop there. Can it take care of all of our enemies at once? Oh, yes, it definitely can, but it doesn't stop there. Is it most of the power in the universe? It doesn't stop there. Jesus said that all power is given to me in heaven and earth. Do you know what that means? That means that the lady at the gate that thought she had power over us to tell us we couldn't get on the plane, where did she get her power? She got it from her government, which borrowed it from God. And guess what? God's not going to use his power to defeat his purpose. And our enemy doesn't have any of his own. He's a created being. 
He got all of his power to start with from God, and he has to have God's permission to use it. He tried to use it on his own one time when he showed up in heaven and presented himself with the sons of God, and God bragged on Job. And Satan says, I'll make him curse you to your face. What did God say? You can go this far. Do you know how far Satan went? Just exactly as far as God told him he could. You know why? Because he couldn't go any further. So he was upset with God at that point because he couldn't get Job to curse him to his face. And he went back to God and said, God, you didn't give me enough power. I want to do something here and he'll curse you to your face. God says, okay, you can go this far. You know how far Satan went? Just as far as God allowed him to go. And not a single centimeter further. You know why? Because he has all power. God's power is not limited. And you know, the authority of God's power is such, human authorities, we can just ignore what they say and go on and do what we want to do. And it's not a good idea because they got their power from God and he gave it to them for a purpose. It's there to maintain uh, peace and, and prosperity in our, in our culture. But we can ignore it and go on and do our own thing and suffer the consequences. And you can try to ignore what God tells you to do. And he'll, he will allow you to go outside of what he tells you to do a certain distance. But there are things that God says you're not going to do that. He's told the oceans, he says, I've set a bound on the oceans. They're not going to go past what I allow them to do. He told Satan, you're not going past this point, and he was unable to go past that point because God has all power. And when God says you're not going to do it, guess what? You're not going to do it. Now, he'll let you choose to go your own way for a certain distance as long as it doesn't interfere with what he's doing in the lives around you. But he's the one with all power. And you know, Jesus didn't say, when I come back to earth, then I'll have all power. When did Jesus say he had the power? He didn't say, when Satan's defeated and the millennial kingdom is established, then I'll have all power. What did Jesus say? He said, all power is given unto me. What is is? It means it's right now. It is currently happening. We don't have to wait for God to get his power. He's already got it. And there is nothing that can happen to you that he does not allow. There are a lot of things that will happen to us in life that we will not understand why they happen. But we can rest assured that God allowed them. And when he allows them, he does it because he loves us and he wants to use it for our benefit and his glory. That power that Christ had is already his. It's not a matter of trying to hold out until the end and then we're going to get the reinforcements we need. Oh no. God is governing every step of the way each day of our lives. And he has all the power we will ever need to accomplish anything for his will.
He has it already. We just have to plug into the power source because he didn't say that he gave all power unto us. And I am really glad that he didn't because I'm a knothead a lot of times. And if I had all power, we would be in a world of hurt because I would make the wrong decisions. But you know what? He said, all power is given unto me. Will he ever make a wrong decision? Not a single one. Will he ever fail to act in love? Never. He is the one, he has all of the power and he knows how to use it. And you know what? He invited us to abide in him and allow him to work through us. So Jesus said, all power is given unto me. Where is his power good for? Is it just good in heaven? The, the model prayer says, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we know that his will is done in heaven. But you know what? It didn't stop there. He said, all power in heaven and in earth. You know, the prince of the power of the air has to be submitted to his power because Jesus has it all. And there is nothing that our enemy can do to us that God does not allow. And that translates down into this world. Sometimes people will try to do other people harm. It happens. I remember hearing a preacher or hearing a story of a preacher. He would just left the church late at night. And I think it was inner city Chicago. And a guy comes up and pulls a gun on him. The preacher turned to him and said, what are you going to do? Threaten me with heaven? That guy had no power over the preacher because the preacher knew where the power was. And he knew if it was his time to go, then it was the best time to go. That guy had no power to do anything beyond what God allowed him to do. But it doesn't stop there. Sometimes you'll get in a group of people and things will go badly. I heard the testimony of a guy I worked with for a while. He said that something had happened and he'd gotten involved in a riot. There was some sort of a demonstration or something going on. And he said, once the riot mindset took over, there was no thinking involved. But you know what? That group of people that's involved in that, that's got the mob mentality, can't go beyond what God allows them to. Because our Lord has all the power. There is nothing that a group of people can do to us. And yes, governments are also subject to him. The lady at the airport that got her authority from her government, the government belongs to him because he has all power. And they are not able to do anything to us that he does not allow. Now, we were talking this morning about the fact that they don't have as much freedom in Italy as we do here. And we understand that that's going to be, uh, that's going to come up several times. They have a lot of red tape and bureaucracy and a lot of conflicting laws that the people that, that are enforcing the laws can kind of decide which ones they want to enforce when. And it's going to be confusing. But that's okay. Because I know the one who has all of the authority. And I know that he's got my back. And we're there on his business. And their power came from him to begin with. So I don't have to worry about the fact 
that they're going to step beyond what he allows. Now, that doesn't mean that life's going to be a bed of roses. It doesn't mean that it's going to be a, 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 a cakewalk, as it were. There'll be plenty of work to do, and there'll be plenty of time trying to make sure that we keep everybody happy as best we can. But I don't have to worry about getting outside of God's protection no matter where I am, because he has all the power in heaven, yes, but also on earth. It all belongs to him. Now, Jesus said, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. And then he says, go ye, therefore. He has all the power. And he tells us, for this reason, I want you to go and take the gospel around the world. Now, if he was sending us on our own, what would it matter if he had all power? I mean, if he wasn't going to use that power to help us down the way. Jesus said, I, gave, I have all power, and I'm sending you. And by implication, he's saying, that power is going with you. Who is it that he says that's supposed to go? He says, ye. In the King James, they have a, dif- a differentiation between plural and singular pronouns. The ones that start with the, the T, the these and the thous, are singular. The ones that start with Y, the ye, you, and those, those are plural. He's talking to all his people, and he says that every single one of you can go. Some of you will go across the street. Others he may send around the world. But he wants us to go, not because we have all power, because we don't. Do you know that there is nothing that you can't do with his help? There will be plenty of times when God asks you to do something and it will seem impossible. But you know what? He has all the power. And there is nothing that can stand against you when you're acting in his will on his mission to take the gospel across the street or around the world. He gave you what you need to get the job done when he said, abide in me. And my, when ye abide in me and my words abide in you, you will go forth and bring forth much fruit. Without him, we're nothing. But guess what? We're not without him. You know, he gave us a, the purpose of the power that he has is to take the gospel around the world, but he also gave us a promise. At the end of this, he says, Lo, I am with you. Always. It never ends. It never stops. He never sleeps. There is no time that you will not have the power at your back to do what God wants you to do. There have been situations I've been in where it's been really hard to open my mouth and say something. But you know what? He's got the power to overcome my, um, no, I'm not really sure what word to do. Sometimes 
I try to find a word and my brain comes up with these great big long ones. Basically, I get, um, I don't know, intimidated. You know what? He's bigger than anything that could intimidate me. He can help me open my mouth if I'll let him. Do you know that your greatest ability for God is your availability? Because he can take care of everything else. He has chosen to give us the choice as to whether we will do his will or not. So the availability is our part. That he's allowed us to make that decision. When it comes to the ability to do his will, he has all power. And when he has asked you to do something and you have submitted yourself to him, there is nothing that can stand in your way. Because the power is all his. Something tries to stop you, it can't go any further than he allows it to. This morning we talked about the fact that God has given you something that he wants you to give back to him. Some area that he wants you to submit to him and allow him to use And he will use it, and he's got the power to do miraculous things with it. But he wants you to be willing and submit yourself and do the go ye part. But always know the lo I am with you always part. Because without him, we can do nothing. But he can do anything. Europe is a hard field. Italy is a place we've been told to be prepared to go over there and work for years and years and years and not see a lot of converts. But you know what? Our God is not limited. Our God can see a church established in Italy. Our God can see this church continue to grow, continue to thrive. God can see this church send missionaries out around the world. God can see this church reach Wichita Falls for Jesus Christ. We did the numbers in Italy, and in Italy it's about 4 million people to every gospel church or missionary. But you know, in the United States, it's still a pretty big number. Something like 30,000 to one for each church to take care of. It's a big order. But guess what? You've got the backing of heaven behind you. To go and do his work right here and see this church grow and reach out and have an impact, not just here in Wichita Falls, but around the world. And God wants to do it through each and every one of you. Your part is to say, yes, Lord, and then submit yourself and do what it is he's asked you to do. Your part is to say, yes, Lord, you can have whatever it is that he's given you, that he wants to use in your life or the lives of those around you. His part is to apply his power to the situation and do things that you can never imagine. Because our God's that big. Our God is able to do miracles today, just as he always has been, and he wants to use you to do it. He wants to do that here, and then he wants to do that through your church around the world. He's not limited. But he's given you the choice. Will you say yes? 
Or will you keep ignoring his call to you to get involved in what he's doing? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for the opportunity to be in your house. Father, I thank you for your will and your way. And I thank you for choosing to use us to be a part of what you're doing. Lord, it's not that we have any special strength of our own. But Father, you've chosen to work through us to accomplish your will around the world. I pray that you would work in the heart of each one here. And Lord, that they would say, yes, Lord, and allow you to do through them whatever it is that you'd have them to do. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, let's do something a little different. Everybody stand, if you would, please. We're going to sing Victory in Jesus, uh, number 243, I believe it is, in your hymn, number 243.